Hey guys, and welcome to another installment of the PH Journals podcast. I'm so pumped about this week because it's it's a different podcast for me because there's two things. I'm really I'm interviewing a really great mate of mine, and as well, he wasn't the first, but he's part of the PH Toolbox Pro Staff Affiliate Marketing Program. And I'm super stoked to have him on board and we, we've, we've just finished it. We've had a great time and really chatted about some highlighted issues within the industry and becoming a young PH coming through the ranks. I had so much fun. His name's Peter Bosov, but we call him Bossy. Um, yeah, just a really knowledgeable guy and he's, he's been around the block. Um, he's been to Northwest and a couple of places like that base now in Port Alfred the heart and soul of the Eastern Cape. Um, yeah, and just had really so much fun chatting to him. Um, but guys, before we get into it, podcasts like this wouldn't be possible without, of course, our sponsors. And I've got to give a big shout out to Maxis Tires. Thank you so much. It's a massive 4x4 challenge that we've got just on the outskirts of our um, little town over here. It's a national, so it's quite a big day for them. Um, Big shout out to Maxis. Uh, the razors will be on display there. They've done incredibly well. They've just launched a new all-terrain razors, um, and I've seen it on a couple of pickups, and it's amazing. What a great, great, great tire. Um, yeah, and then next up, Tacticam. Um, <laughs> I pulled mine out of the out of the safe the other day and dusted off a little bit and just recorded my dogs in the in the backyard that we haven't been hunting um, as much. But uh, super stoked to have these guys on board and I, I'm so proud to be affiliated with them. Um, I just can't wait to test it properly next year. I'm, I'm so pumped with the 4K capabilities. Slow-mo is unreal. Um, and just all the, the added benefits that it comes with, your stabilizer bar clips in, so it really makes recording your own hunt so much more easier. Um, yeah, and just pumped up to have them on board. Then next up, of course, the one and only Treason. Um, I've been using these guys now for some time, and I'm really, every time I say this, but it, it's true, guys. They really, they're just head and shoulders above the rest of the camera within our industry and our market in South Africa. And they've really done a really great job in capturing a good quality camera that can handle our conditions and that can serve a really good purpose. So super pumped to have them on board. And of course, they've been here for some time now and I wouldn't be here without them and really, really stoked to have them. Then splitting image taxidermy. Um, yeah, I was in Port Elizabeth the other day. Unfortunately, time got away from me, so I was hoping to see the guys there at splitting. Um, but yeah, just as far as taxidermy goes, they're the guys, you know, they, they're unreal. They do top quality stuff. And something for me, and I've, I've mentioned, mentioned it time and time again, is especially as a professional hunter, you, you want communication levels to be at an all-time high, especially between yourself and the taxidermy and the outfitter, and they do all of that. Um, besides top quality artistry, they really tick all the boxes as far as the best taxidermy goes in South Africa. And I'm super stoked to be a um, part of the team, and, and really um, they do some incredible work and super stoked that they've jumped on behind me, and I'm really pumped to have them on board. Then, um, of course, last but not least, PH Toolbox. Um, guys, this, the store was developed to 
make people achieve great things within our industry. I, I feel I've got a I've got a gut feel that professional hunters needed to change something, and we needed to do it fast because we were losing top quality professional hunters. Um, to other industries that were moving on. They just didn't believe in, in the professional hunting program anymore. They lost a lot of hope. And PH Toolbox was there and designed purely to look after him, but at the same time, deliver on top quality products out in the field. Um, I believe, I solely believe that Professional hunters are probably the best in the industry at the moment and, you know, we need a leg to stand on and we need to be appreciated as far as pushing product, um, pushing experience and pushing professionalism. And, yeah, PH Toolbox was designed for that. Um, I'm super stoked with how far we've come in such a short space of time, especially starting a business in one of the worst epidemics in this world's ever seen so i'm super stoked where we're going and yeah i just can't wait wait to see what the future holds and then of course um <laughs> i wouldn't be hydrated enough um through this podcast without the boys from designer health products um i tried something different today because it's scorching yeah it's about 38 degrees i don't know what that is in fahrenheit but uh so I'm trying the mushroom blend um, from Healthy Coffee Guy. Um, and I, the way I did it was <laughs> I, took, I took it, you meant to um, have this in those plungers, and I chucked it in a smoothie. And I must say, with a bit of ice and some berries and stuff, it's really turned out nicely. And I, I mean, it's it's... It's magnificent stuff, you know. Like I say, besides all the health benefits of it, um, it really tastes nice. And now I know I can have it not only just in coffee, but I can have it in my smoothies in the morning as well. So, guys, without further ado, let's get into it. PH Journals Podcast. Hey guys, and before before we get going, before I get bossy on the line, um, we're going to do this over Skype. Obviously, with COVID regulations, it's it's halted us a bit, um, but that's no excuse. Um, yeah, so before we get him on the line, I did promise you guys that every episode now that I'll be doing a, a small little review on some of the products that we're selling within the PH Toolbox. Last podcast I did was on the 10,000 um, amp hour solar powered by SolarMate um, power banks. This time I'm doing the bigger brother, the 20,000 amp hour, and comes with all the same benefits. Um, Eco-friendly, um, there's integrated hand buckle, um, power level LED indicators, it's water resistant, um, so you can go up to some significant depths. Um, and But the cool thing about this one is this is the LED torch, and it is incredibly bright. So, like the smaller brother, it's still got one on the front, but now 
it's got one at the back. And I actually use this in South Africa, if you're watching this from anywhere else. We've got a thing called load shedding. It's where our government uh, cuts our electricity supply to save on burning coal. Yeah, let me not get into it because it's... <laughs> while I'm saying it, I just realized how ridiculous this sounds. But anyway, um, so to save on... We've got this thing called load shedding and... Sometimes you get caught off guard with it. Uh, you don't always expect it, being African time. Sometimes they're a little bit late to come to the party and switch off your electricity supply. So I was caught upstairs with it the other day and switched this on, and it literally lit up the whole room. And I was, I was super impressed with it because while it was like this, I literally put it down on the table, put my phone on it, and it's got the um, cordless charging at the back. It is slow. It is slow. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hide away from the fact. But it, it's convenient. It's extremely convenient. Um, the room was still lit up while my phone was on charge. I didn't have to plug in any cables, and you know, I. <laughs> it was really, really comfortable. And there, there's nothing else I can say about it. It's. It's. That's. That's what it's about. It's the necessity. Um, is it, is really good. And as far as camping and the rest of the things go, this is. An incredible thing. So, yeah, um, comes with various different modes. Can flash. Um, does all the um, SOS stuff. But uh, yeah, guys. So, super stoked to to introduce you guys to the Solar Mate, the bigger brother. Um, yeah, and I, I've I've had this now for about two months now, and I haven't. Look, I keep it in the in the windshield of my pickup, um, and I haven't charged it yet uh, through electrical power. So it's pretty cool. They don't recommend you keep doing that, um, but it is a, it's a convenient aspect. It's got um, nine solar panels on the inside, so it really is. It's it's and it's it's robust. You can really throw it. It is a bit heavy. It is a bit bulky, but it's worth it. It really is, and um, yeah. Pretty awesome product. This uh, definitely going to be using it most of my most of the time in the bush. Well, guys, um, just to give you guys a little bit of a background, like I did in the intro, Bossy has joined the PH Toolbox team as as a pro staff member, affiliate member. Um, we're super stoked to have him. He's been around the block. Um, he knows what he's doing. He's really passionate about the industry. You can see it when when we had our conversation. And I'm just so stoked he made some time to, to introduce himself to you, you guys, and, and as well just have, you know, some a conversation about some of the, the talking points that we needed to address um, as professional hunters. So uh, it was really awesome having him online, and um, I can't wait to get the rest of the team on. Um, there's some exciting new things happening, and the guys are really excited about it. There's some there's some young guys out there that are really passionate about the industry, and, and it's good to see. And, you know, for myself that's been in it for some time now, it's great to to see guys that all they want to do is just hunt and, and conserve this magnificent wildlife. So, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Yes, bossy, everyone. Boss, how's it, China? How's things going? Lekker, man. Lekker yourself. No, yes, it's been a scorching day at the moment. I mean, it's probably about 38 degrees and it's it's painful, but we've had some good rain over the past weekend. Huh? How's things outside? 
Um, dull, no rain this side. It's it's threatening right now. Um, but mild temperatures, no real heat. So it's just it's been all right. But we we seriously need rain. Our dams are down to what 3.5 percent here in Port Alfred, so we're in a bit of trouble. No man, yes, that's terrible. Eh? Yeah, but the fault's looking good this side. I don't know about towards the coast. I was actually down there a couple of days ago, but it's it's, it's this side. It's definitely looking. I mean, but yeah, it turns very quickly down there. But you guys, it always looks green. But you know, it could be that green drought that we keep talking about. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, at the moment, we're not getting any substantial rain, so it's little bits here and there. It keeps the grass and the felt looking more. But at the end of the day, we. We need some serious, serious rain to come down. Yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine. Well, boss, welcome, China. And just uh, for those of you that have tuned in, just uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and uh, how did you get to this this point in your life? Yeah, well, thanks for for having me on. Yeah, um, born and bred Barkley East. Um, grew up on the not on the farm, but in town. But my dad um, had the abattoir there, ran some cattle. We had the butchery in town. So, yeah, grew up in a culture of hunting, fishing, obviously a lot of trout fishing there, which I really, really enjoy. And, yeah, then went to high school in Clarksdorp, uh, which wasn't really my thing. Um, it was all right up there, but I've always been Eastern Cape, Cape born and bred. It's just in my, in my blood. So finished high school there and then came down to PE, studied game ranch management at NMMU. And that was that was the start of it all. Um, I always had a passion for it, but that really kicked it off. And um, from there, um, I started working um, at a photographic reserve. And I then came under the wings of, of Gary Phillips and Carl and Sale at Jonix. And I did proper apprenticeship work there. During my studies, I worked at Sarapa Safaris on and off during holidays. But under Carl and Gary and those guys, I really, really got the lay of the land of what this is all about. And then from there, I decided not really interested in photographic anymore. This is the, the way forward. So, And yeah, then from there, all over the country, <laughs> um, um, what I really enjoyed was uh, <clears throat> Stuart Dorrington, um, previous president of FASA at his, his bow hunting ranch, Milleroni, up in Northwest. That was definitely a highlight. And um, then when I came back down to the Eastern Cape, um, met my wife. Uh, we'd met before, but then we really started dating, going out and all of that. So then we decided we're going to continue the journey on the lodges and on the farms, and she was going to join me. And um, our last big project was um, starting Tabatala Safaris with uh, Mr. Dave Osborne there. And um, we started that up for him. And after about three years there, we just came to the point where we decided we want to be close to family. My dad's in Port Alfred, her folks are in Grahamstown. And settled down in Port Alfred here. Um, joined the family business with her dad, expanded it. And um, yeah, now I'm freelance most of the time. We've got our business here in Port Alfred and best of both worlds, I can say. So the, so the passion's still there. You still you still love the outdoors. You want to hunt as much as possible. But from from a lot of the sense that I get from a lot of people is that, especially myself, um, is, you know, as a professional hunter, to do it full-time, you've mentioned yourself doing game runs management and all that. But as... As a full-time professional hunter, do you see do you see a future in it? Do you see that we can move forward and actually, because 
what I'm trying to say is that the outfitters and, and all those guys are, are out there making a really good living and, you know, there's there's a place in the market for that. Um, and us PHs sort of get looked over in a sense, you know. Um, we always second, as I call it, on the chopping block. But uh, do you see a future? Do you see that you could have maybe stayed in professional hunting other than the game, other than managing and stuff? You could have hunted full-time as a professional hunter? I think there is place for that, though, but a lot of things will have to change in the industry to really give the PHs incentive and, um, I wouldn't say guarantees, but to just make it more solid. At the moment, I would say a lot of PHs are expendable when it comes because of the market just being flooded with with guys coming out of nowhere. Mm. There's always someone to take your place. And... Mm. Even though guys build long relationships with, with outfitters, they, they still end up being at the short side of the stick. And mm. unless that starts changing and the PHs get actually um, seen as true professionals, then we will start getting somewhere. But like you say, it's always always the second fiddle. So that yeah. that is a big Yeah, for me, it, it's, it's always been a hard one to, to sort of knuckle down to because – I see the outfitters, the guys that, that really enjoy the industry, love it, but it's sort of like there's some guys that do it full-time, there's some guys that do it as a hobby type thing. But the professional hunters are really out there because they're extremely passionate about what they do. And um, from my side, I, I personally believe that, you know, if you're going to have a professional hunter start doing some uh, or stop putting his name on the chopping block all the time, you know, you're going to get him to start doing unethical things. And and that's where we lead into today, where a lot of the young professional hunters get caught up in these things because they want to do as much as they can and try and shove as much as they can in just so that they don't lose their spot on the team, as as we would say. But uh, ethics, what do you value ethics anymore? Or do you think it plays a huge role in the industry still? Or is it too late for that now? It's a, I wouldn't say it's a controversial question, but when you bring it up, people tend to like, ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's always two sides to it. For me, it's a big thing. Um, I've left Outfitters before. I'm not going to say names purely because of that fact, because what I saw happening was wrong. And I sometimes feel that the need to please the client sometimes exceeds what we are actually responsible in doing. And outfitters will go to the extreme just to make that buck. Mm. And that, that's not what we're here for. Um, and that's sometimes, I think, where the outfitters and PHs might be different in their, their vision. Some, some guys are too money hungry, where you've got your guard working for you, and he's actually there to have a more time. He wants to immerse his client in the experience of what we have to offer. But then he gets pressured from behind. Oh, this isn't done. That isn't shot. Do this. Tell him we've got this. And it's just pressure, 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 where then that translates into pressure onto the client. And it's just the guy needs to do what he wants to do. When he comes here, it's his holiday, and you can't force him. And that that just it doesn't help the whole situation. Um, ethics have gone gone far off from where they used to be 10, 20, 30 years ago. It's it's unfortunate, but it is, at the end of the day, it's about the bang in the buck. So yeah. it's it's bad. 
especially now coming out of the drought. I mean, you, you see a lot of outfitters pumping money into game and um, they and now, especially now since COVID, they're going to try and force as much money through the gates as possible, which is which is always a risky thing if you if you're a young professional hunter coming through. But what I've picked up mostly in the industry, what's sort of been changing, and it's been over the last couple of years, and I'm sure you'll back me up on this one, is that clients are more coming over um, for experience. You know, they're not too worried about the biggest, baddest animal on the planet anymore. They're more coming over to really indulge in our culture and our experience in South Africa, you know, and <clears throat> we're very fortunate in the Eastern Cape. We've got some amazing places to go to. But boss, what are some of the highlights that you've had um, in your career? Um, what can you look back to now? What what really ticks the boxes as far as memories and ex- experience have? It's it's very difficult to, to pick them because there's so many. Um, I'm I'm different. It might not always be the most hair-raising, you know what I mean, close-to-death experiences. There are always little stories that happen, little things that happen, or just a whole hunt with a certain person, which when you look back on, you're like, wow, that's where a real friendship was formed. And we just hit it off from there, you know what I mean? So it's it's very difficult to put it into, into one thing. But like I said, I'm a big crew hunting fan. And about two years ago, we we went for, for a bit of a long walk in the Comatias with my clan down one of those long, deep valleys with a spackworm. And just taking it slow, taking it slow, every little hill we get to, stop, glass, and we spot this kudu bull off about five 600 yards. On the right-hand side, in a little komiki, sunning himself. No, more. It's right like this. So... We slowly go, do our approach, get closer, get closer, but I keep an absolute eagle eye on that kudubu, absolute eagle eye, and nothing, nothing moves. Get closer, get closer, and eventually, we're right by that komiki looking into that bush, and there's just <laughs> absolutely nothing, and my client, he's not convinced, he doesn't even want to put the sticks or the gun on the sticks, and I'm like, trust me, it is there, <laughs> it is right there. Got him on the sticks? Started clapping and shouting, trying anything to push this guy out, and um, nothing, yeah, absolutely nothing. So I tell my tracker, just work up the left hand side, and maybe you can just, with your movement, a little bit of noise, a little bit of rocks, just flush him out. My tracker was absolutely parallel with this kudu ball, and I look at the clouds, and he looks at me, he's like, What are we doing? And I'm like, No, trust me, it's no joke, it is. I tell my tracker, pick up a stone, throw it in that bush here. Picks it up, throws it in there. Still nothing. So now I'm okay. starting to doubt myself. Now I'm, yeah. now I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? You went about, I told my tracker to go about 10 yards in. He took about five steps. Next moment, comes me the When I approached him, I saw him dropping his ears, and he just slowly yeah. started to, to dip down. And I thought, no, nah, it must be. And then he came out presented himself boom that was it and just to see the amazement on his face when that happened when you tell them it's the gray ghost it is the yeah. the master guys it's just i love moments like that little little yeah. personal connections or connections in the bush that's what it's all about for me 
Yeah, for me, especially South Africa, it's, it's such a unique place because there's so many diverse ways of hunting certain animals. And that's that's like really something very, very special that we you don't get anywhere else, you know. But um, from from being all over the show, from Northwest to Eastern Cape, which 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 side do you prefer the most? I know they've got their different challenges, but uh, which which section would you say you enjoyed hunting the most? Um, when I was younger, I preferred Northwest. Um, it was more relaxed hunting, easy hunting for me. In, okay. in the sense that, yeah, it just it came easier there. Um, especially in the Kalahari, it's it's wide and flat and open, and yeah. anything could cross the path. Where you come down here, and this is where it's supposed to be. This is supposed to be the hunting mecca of South Africa, and <clears throat> it's just the the variety of species, the the different terrain within an hour of each other. It's just, it, it brings it all together and there's never a dull moment. Uh, whether yeah. you're hunting bushcock at the coast here or you're chasing volleys in the mountains, there's yeah. just so much to keep you going. Yeah, I know, shit, especially, you know, Port Alfred, your guys' side, I love it. Um, but then you come up here and we, we, we're very lucky with the diverse range of bushveld that we get from within 45 minutes drive. It's crazy. I mean, Fort Beaufort now, it's... A bit rocky at the moment and it's a bit dry and, and stuff but there's not as many mountains as where it is yeah you know you you'll note i mean tabatala has got some beautiful mountain ranges there and stuff yeah but um also as as a ph going through the ranks going up to lodge management and stuff what would you like to see um as far as young guys coming in uh we've had a chat about this about you know, doing your PH school, maybe you've mentioned that you went on a, um, like a sabbatical or not sabbatical, but you went on like a, a touring year where you learn from some of the best PHs in the industry and some of the well-known guys would, is that something you would recommend that the, maybe the PH program needs to change as such? Dull to be hundred percent honest, um, from what I've seen going through the whole process and experience myself is that what we have set in place at the moment is not sufficient it, yeah. it's it's too easy to get through um, anyone can do it if you can read a bit and shoot a gun you can do it um, it it doesn't give you enough to actually go out there and do it in a full-on professional manner I, I believe the whole course should be extended for let's say a two-year period that it's not just the, the few modules and stuff about PHing itself. You, you can't send someone out there that comes out of PE, goes to a PH school, buys a bucky and a dog, and then when a client asks him, what tree is this, what is this, what is that, they have no idea what they're talking about. You, you cannot do it. So I feel a, a longer school with at least a year apprenticeship with a decent outfitter that can sign you off and say, listen, okay, this is now good enough to be a junior PH, et cetera, et cetera. But as it stands now, it's, it's honestly too easy. It's, it, it allows swarms of people to come in because they see professional hunters over December's at the coast driving big double cabs and having a more time. And each of those young chaps then think, oh, no, let's go do that. It costs a few bucks and I'll be, I'll be like that guy. But they don't understand it doesn't work like that. But with them coming into our industry, you get the thing from the outfitters again of, if you don't like what we do, there's a hundred guys to replace you. 
And and that's what we're sitting with. We're sitting with too many people. Yeah, and it's also to me it feels like it takes away the passion aspect of it because you get you you get a lot of these weekend uh biltong hunters that decide no you know what we we're going to become professional hunters and they're actually not really passionate about it because what people miss misinterpret about the whole industry as a professional hunter it's all about uh, conservation because something I've been very strongly driven on in, on some of my social media pages is hunting is probably our best conservation tool that we've got and you know if we if we're going to drive weekend hunters uh into our industry into our profession you know we're gonna i mean you're not gonna let a mechanic come in and and fix your your bucky for that's got two days experience or, or six months experience you know what i mean you you're gonna you you want the best man for the job and unfortunately it's it's the guys that are more passionate about it that are that are the right ones to be there you know and being a youngster, I, I completely agree with you with with the fact that the course is too short. Um, we need to we need to lengthen it in some ways because some of my best values and morals that I've learned have been from the older guys, and I'm sure you the same. When they take you under their wing, and even if you just sit on the back of the bucky driving around, and just watching what they do and how they negotiate certain situations, you know it's 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 priceless. So, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, but boss, if you had a message for the youngsters out there coming into the industry, we've just been hit with one of the hardest pandemics, probably this in the history of everything. But uh, <laughs> but uh, what what would you what would you recommend to them? Would, would would you say, guys, don't don't be those weekend warriors. Come out here, do a bit of experience and stuff, because they get impatient as well, you know. So that's it's it's so true, but. The guys have to be all in. If 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 you want to do this, you need to be all in. Um, and that's the thing. You have to provide experience to your guest or client that is just, it's all there. Not just hunt, 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 hunt. And it, there is definitely a future for PHs right now, but you have to differentiate yourself. You have to be the best in, in the sense of, you can't come there and not give it your all as a youngster, not be willing to help out, not be willing to do hands. I don't want to say it for free, but if there's opportunity at the lodge where one client needs another pH for two days or something, jump in and say, yeah, please give me the chance. That's what's always worked for me was I was willing to do the dirty work. Um, I, I used the example, we spoke about it earlier in the week where one of the, uh, one of the, um, PH is there, John X. He tell me, go climb that hill right up there, right now. And yeah. I didn't say no or sigh or anything like that. You just suck it up and learn because what you learn from those guys, just sitting in the back seat, just keeping yeah. quiet, sitting there and listening, you you can learn so, so much, absolutely mm. so much. And don't be afraid to ask advice either. Don't be afraid to go to those people if you're working at a lodge, you're a young PH and there's that guy and that well-known guy. Go to them. <laughs> they're just yeah. like us. They, they're like yeah, everyone yeah. else. We all have the same passion. At the end of the day, we're all here for the same thing. And an accomplished guy like that will be willing to share. Most of the time, they'll be willing to share. Yeah, no, boss, I, I completely agree with you. But And it's it's just, you know, I, I always look at it from, from an outside perspective because when I do, I, I like to improve things that I think that we can – that 
that there's room for improvement on. And definitely one of them is the caliber of professional hunters in, in, in South Africa. You know, um, I think we, we really need to have a hard look at ourselves, especially the younger generation. The older guys, they figured it out. They make good livings out of it. I mean, there's still guys to this day that are, are really out there. I mean, they, they're making it really work for them. And, you know, us, us as youngsters, we need to carry that flag forward, but it's it's been difficult because, like you say, the market is well, the industry is so flooded with these 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 weekend warriors. But um, boss, not changing the subject, but just moving forward a bit. What's your opinion on the PH toolbox? And don't don't be biased here because I'm on the other side. <laughs> but just just your honest opinion because you know it's something we we we've we've chatted about for a long time, and it's it's maybe. Maybe this is what the industry needs, something something to change it up a bit and give give the younger guys an opportunity to keep igniting that passion in them, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> you're asking me to be honest, but I'm also on the other <laughs> side of that. <laughs> it's a fantastic initiative. Um, purely because, like we've discussed before as well, the fact that in other countries, guides that... And some of these guides, we, we take some North American guides, just specialize in certain species, can make a full-on like, thing out of this, make a living out of it. Now, for, for us affiliates to be able to join this team and, and really maybe start an era of professionalism in the, in the, the younger industry, because obviously there's still a lot of, of, of stuff going on. But to start a store like this and to start a new brand around what we need, techie stuff, new stuff, Tacticam like you have, to start all of that going and just spin, rattle the cage a bit could be, could be very beneficial for everyone. And personally, I think it is a, a, a great site to, 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 to grow into a core place where us guys, instead of having to always, oh, where can I get this? Where can I get that? The, the initial kit you need, everything you need is in one place. And that I think is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Because if you go anywhere else, you have to rummage through different yeah. sections and this and that to get yeah. to what you actually need. Here you've got stuff tested in the field, accredited by those people. There we go. It's all yeah. in one place. And it's a, it's a different idea. Yeah. It's, it's young, it's new, and you've, you've done a hell of a good with it. Thanks, Brad. And yeah, it's, it's just... Also, the whole the whole idea of it was to try and also create that um, that buffer, you know, when the season's finished. Uh, there's not a lot of us that go into a second line of work, so you know we rely on, on on good hunting season for to carry us through those times that those months that we don't have hunts. So for me, it was all about, especially now with COVID. I mean, yes, we haven't been hunting for ages, you know, especially overseas clients. So it's to try and buffer that that um, that bridge, you know, because guys, they've got backy installments that they need to pay off. They've got electricity that they've got to buy. They've got all of that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? So, yeah, for me, that was one of the big things. And, and it's something that's booming in, in, in especially the American industry. And it's doing really, really well there. And you just go onto YouTube and it's flooded with a whole bunch of guys doing their own filming of hunts and all that sort of stuff and having the affiliate programs tagged to them. So, yeah, that that to me was was one of the most attractive deals. And, and um, we're very fortunate with, with some of the suppliers that have come on board and really backing the program. And I, th I think we've got a good 
good foot going forward, you know. But um, boss, what, what's your plans for the future, Machana? What, what, what have you got planned? You're going to stick around in the butchery, or you're going to head back out into the field more, more, more often now, or what's the plans? Look, um, the the business is the business now. That's established. It's grown. Um, our family business as a whole is growing very well. So that that is what it is. That is um, the the scent of my wife's there. You know what I mean. But for me, I average spend between uh, 100 to 160 days a year at least out. You know what I mean. Phing. That's always been a big part of my life. And that's when we made the move. I said to my wife that that is that is my thing still. That is that will always be part of it because I just I needed to strike the balance to eventually settle down. We want to start a family soon, so all that kind of stuff you have to take into equation. You can't just be a a guy out on the felt the whole time, every day, yeah. all day, like in the old days. So th- that's where this also comes in. It it allows us to run second income in those quiet times you know what i mean it's um it 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 really is going to help a lot in that sense so yeah it's um but for me the bush will always be part of my life it's it's in me the farms in me it's um even with the butchery that's still it it all brings back memories from being a child small town butchery farm you know what i mean it's it's always been a passion of mine so that'll never go um i, I love my hunting too much <laughs> My wife knows that, so yeah, it's it's just you can't get it out of me. How 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 difficult was it to convince her that she's gonna keep hunting? No, 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 not difficult at all. I mean, um, if you look to this side, there you go, that springbok's hers. You know what I mean? So she's okay. She's also into yeah, yeah. So no, okay. no, we are. <laughs> I was lucky with that. Um, my father-in-law's a big hunter. My dad's a big hunter. My brother-in-law's a PH as well. So. She she knows she knew what no, she got herself into from So it's in the family, Machana. It's in the family. <laughs> but boss, from going forward, if you had to leave anything behind for, for youngsters, I mean I've I've learned some some incredible values and like I said earlier, morals and stuff from really experienced PHs in the field, um okay, Ashley King, um William Phillips, just to name a few of them, you know. Um what what would you say to the youngsters coming in now? What where where are the opportunities? What would you like them to do? And and what sort of morals and ethics should they carry into next season to try and avoid that, like we said earlier, where they just become another disposable pr- professional hunter? You know. The the big thing I'd say, Dill, is complete and utter being a professional outdoorsman in general. Um, every client is different. You get some clients that are a bit gunho, and then you go with that as to a point. I've also drawn the line and said, "Oi, we're not shooting that 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 animal off this vehicle right now. It's not happening. Yeah. It's as easy as that." So stick to your guns when it comes to stuff like that. Be professional, but also remember you have a job to do and certain morals and ethics to uphold. So you can say no to a client. The youngsters need to understand that. In the beginning, you're always scared of that. But say no. If if he wants to force you into doing something or something that doesn't feel right, say no. This is not how I do it. I am your guide. You listen to me right now. 
because you do get forced in the, into those moments. And just conduct yourself like an utter professional the whole time. If, if you can stick to that and just read your client right and also do, in a sense, what he wants to do holiday-wise, you know what I mean? How he wants to understand that. But don't get tramped on and don't give in to that. And, yeah, the guys just need to be be positive. It's it's going to come right. It's going to be a good year next year. From 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 your your lodge management side of things, and um, you obviously you would select your PHs for the season and stuff. What what did you base your selection on? Did you base it on pure quality of the professional hunter experience? Well, to be honest, most of the the places I worked at um, were quite close knit teams that have been there most of the time. Um, so. I was very lucky to manage places and be at places at that stage where we had PHs that were hunting for that place for nine years. Um, that's one thing I saw up north that was different to down here was the pure fact that the guys up there, most of the, the serious lodges really good, got looked after very well, and that made them stick around. So it, that was different for me. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I unfortunately never had to really pick big teams. A lot of times it's very good friends of mine that I know can get the job done in the right way. Um, I've very seldomly called on unknown people to, to come into a situation um, purely because of that, that, that uncertainty. So, yeah. Boss, and then not to chuck you on the spot, but in closing, my China, COVID's hit us all flipping hard. Um, and it's shaken the industry up a, a hell of a lot. What do you think is going to come from this? And if and if anything, what, what opinion would you have on how would you change things going forward? Well, we just have to look immediately at what just happened in the last few weeks with our big shows getting cancelled. That That's a worrying factor, um, especially looking at the American political climate at the moment. Joe Biden probably going to take that. Um, I'm, I'm a big Trump supporter, but the writing's on the wall. Uh, he's going to fight it as much as he wants, but at the end of the day, he's just going to run himself into a brick wall, which is unfortunate. And Joe being at the helm of that is going to make things difficult for us um, in general, I think. Um, he's going to impose more lockdowns, more this, more that, less gatherings. So in the, in the short term right now, Hopes on shows and stuff like that are very low. So guys will have to to switch to the best marketing tool after that, and that's social media. That's going to have to become the thing. The guys will going to have to push their marketing on there, and it's going to be a gauntlet out there next year because yeah. there's plenty of guys that want to make money, and they're going to sell stuff at next to nothing. Mm. It's going to be a tough one out there. It's, I, I honestly feel for outfitters. It's going to be busy. But you're going to be up against everything. It's it's going to be a really really tough year next year in in that regard. Um, on the other hand, I think there's going to be a lot of clients coming into the country. A lot of guys have sat for way too long and they really want to get out there. A lot of people that have probably paid deposits and they're going to cash in on that. So you're going to have two sides to the story. Next year is probably going to be bumper monetary wise, but what's going to happen in 2021, 2022? Um, if we can't get to shows, if 
our government decides they want to impose another lockdown. There's so many complications on the way. So you have to be optimistically cautious, I'd say, um, at, at the least. That's, that's, that's where I'll put it. Yeah, that that's just my feeling, especially after chatting to a couple of guys from from the whole that's been watching and following the elections quite closely, is that they're holding their cards very close to their chest. They they're not giving anything out at the moment because, yeah, you know, like you say, the the uncertainty is the killing factor. But for me, the interesting thing is, like you said, it's the 2021-2022 seasons. That's when that comes up because at the moment, I mean, just taking a drive around our local game reserve or out at the farm or stuff. The game's looking magnificent. The fault is looking great. It's really, it's turned around. It's, it's some of the best conditions I've seen in the past eight to ten years, you know. So, you know, it, it really gets you excited. But like you say, what, what, what's the repercussions on, on the later spectrum? You know what I mean? So, yeah, boss, it's, it's a tough one. But um, I'm sure we'll get through it. Huh? Boss, we, um, we don't have any... Sorry, man. No, no, go for it. I'm just saying we, we, we don't have a choice really right now. The, the thing is um, we're on our knees already market-wise. So the guys have to go all out and just take it next year. Whatever comes next year, take it. Um, get as much work in as possible. Get as much clients through. Um, we don't know what the future is bringing. The vaccines on the cards, it's a big mm. issue already. Um we can't even store that vaccine. We've only got two refrigerators in the country that can keep it at the temperature that it needs to be. Yet we want to manufacture it and distribute it. So there's still a lot of things that need to come right. It's it's unbelievable. So um, just be, be be cautiously optimistic, chaps. That's that's all I can say. Well, boss, it's been an absolute pleasure having you, Machana, and I'm, I'm so glad we got to do this because you've introduced yourself as a team member now, and you, you really, it's it's great to go, have you guys on board, and I think for the future, especially with chaps like you, we've, we've you know, the professional hunting industry is in really good hands, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, yeah, just, we're going to keep in touch, obviously, and many, many good things to come. Sure. Thanks, Dol. Thanks for having me on the on the podcast. This is my first time, so I enjoyed it. I think we can do it again. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. We'll touch base probably just before the season, and uh, yeah, keep it up. I don't. I really appreciate all the effort. Thank you for for bringing me on the show, and yeah, to PH Toolbox and PH Journals. Fantastic times ahead. Let's be optimistic. Lekker was what? Okay. Thanks, boss. Have a good one, boy. Bye. Cheers. Out. Okay, guys, well, in closing, I just got to give a big thank you to Boise, firstly, for coming on and having a chat with us. It's really great to see and and his side of of, um, issues that we need to address and just to see how passionate he is about about the industry and about where we're going um, as a professional hunting group is is great to see. And, you know, we've we've really got to um, understand that that these things discussed here today are not to pinpoint anyone or, or make anyone feel negative about what's happening. It's more to encourage people to do the right things and um, and to understand that their name ultimately is on the line. Because just a bit of a background, that's where I started professional uh, PH journals. And the reason why I started it, it was to create a brand around myself um, about being passionate about what I do 
And the reason why I did that is because, you know, ultimately when people look at me, I want them to see me as a brand expressing myself, my passion, my enthusiasm for the industry. And that's really what I want to do ultimately. And and I, I thrive for other PHs to do that because we we're not just a number out there. We've got an extremely important role to play in this um, ecosystem that we've created. And without us, not a lot of businesses will be open today. And to some extent, you, you can say what you like, but we, we're the heart and souls of, of the industry and, and driving it forward. There's, there's some great outfitters out there, and I've got immense respect for the outfitters, especially pulling through tough times like droughts, pandemics, all this sort of stuff. But, you know, ultimately, we're the ones looking after their guests, their customers that are coming over to, to indulge in our, in our industry and to indulge in our cultures and, and look after one another. And, um, yeah, if you're passionate about it, if you care about it and you're not one of these weekend warriors like I kept mentioning and, and Bossy says, you know, not just going out there to buy a Jack Russell and a... And a, and a bucky and think you're a professional hunter now and you're really passionate and you drive it it's going to show so create your personal brand um get passionate about it guys and you know merchandise everything that promotes you as a person that's enthusiastic about what you do it's always going to benefit you in the long run and um that's my message um maybe i've had too much Designer health products, uh, healthy coffee gum mushroom. I'm feeling very positive about where we've come from, especially chatting after chatting with Bossy. It's it's really great to see that people are out there with the same sort of vision that I've I've had for some time now. And uh, yeah, just super stoked to get the season going. I'm I'm so glad about the borders opening up now, so we can really just get an idea of what's actually going to happen. Um, but guys, thank you so much for joining and tuning in. It, it means it means the world to me. It really does. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy having these conversations with guests, myself, <laughs> doing reviews, and just helping people understand what what we're going through this side and what you know what the industry is all about. Um, but in saying that, um, I didn't mention it earlier, and I would like to mention it now. To everyone that is experiencing grief um, or, or loss with what's going on with the farm murders, my heart and souls, my prayers go out to you guys and the family, my condolences. It's a terrible thing what's happening. And guys, don't get the miss. You know, this is, this is whether it's political or racial, it can't be racially driven because... There's members of all races being murdered. As long as they're farmers, they're getting murdered. And it's a terrible thing. It really is. It's, it's sad. It's devastating when you, when you switch on the TV or you open your social media feed and there's another young farmer that's lost his life. So, guys, please create awareness. Um, we don't know what's going to happen going forward. The president still hasn't acknowledged these sort of things. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a frustrating time. But... Thoughts and prayers go out to all the loved ones that have been lost and really from, from the PH Journals and the PH Toolbox team, um, your thoughts and prayers are with us and definitely from the 25th of November we'll be wearing that black armband for you guys and just know that we're thinking about you. 
Um, yeah, other than that, guys, share your passion. At the moment, why I'm doing this and why I do the motivational videos on TikTok, Instagram, and all those sort of things is I just want people to be happy. I just want to create a platform that people can have, you know, go onto TikTok and do ridiculous dances and tag a link and, and make some sort of money out of it at the end of the day. But it's ultimately, it's not all about the money. It's about having fun doing what you're doing and being passionate about what you're doing. And yeah. That's that's where I've boiled down to now, you know, um, growing up as a youngster in, a, in a, an extremely successful environment, my mom and my dad, my uncle, all of them, my grandfather, all them, most of them being extremely successful, for me, that was driven and I was driven to, to a point where we lost contact with a lot of things that actually mattered. And for me now, it's, it's all about sharing your passion, sharing your enthusiasm for an industry, for, for, for wildlife that I love so much. And I still, to this day, I truly believe that conservation, the best tool for conservation is hunting. And I'll stick by it until, until I can get it through to most people. Um, but yeah, it's been an incredible ride so far. And I just can't wait for 2021 to open up. But from myself, Dylan Love, the PH Journals team, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for all the support. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, turn on the notifications, and just open a discussion, guys. Tag me in any one of the social media platforms. I'm, I'm always willing to have a discussion, especially for the youngsters coming up. If there's any sort of advice I can give or, or any sort of direction I can lead you in, hit me up. Um, I'm having so much fun, I really am, and uh, I really look forward to, to this long journey ahead. Um, so have a great weekend or great week ahead, and uh, stay true to yourself. Stay blessed, stay humble, and stay safe. We'll catch up with you guys soon. Cheers.